0: Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. Our mission is to encourage you to think outside the box, to expand your horizons, open your mind to new possibilities, and start your own exploration in life. So today we're talking about manifesting. And my guest is B from the Manifesting Squad. Welcome, B.
1: Hi, Linda. Thank you for having me today.
0: We always like to talk about manifesting because that's what we're doing every moment of every day and what we're manifesting is the expression of our life. So you started to become a conscious creator or manifester. Would you like to share a little bit about your story?
1: So I started with the law of attraction a couple of years ago when I watched The Secret. I was so excited. I thought, okay, that's it. And now I can just manifest everything that I want. I just need to put out a vision board. I need to be grateful. And then I can have everything that I want in life, right?
0: Doesn't always work like that.
1: No, (laughs) so... It definitely didn't work out really for me. I was manifesting small things here and there, but overall my life wasn't really at a place that I wanted to be. I was stuck in a job that I didn't like. I was trying to make ends meet. I was in an abusive relationship, so... I started to wonder why are there some people who can manifest easily what they want and then there are other people like me who couldn't manifest what they wanted in spite I manifested things that I didn't consciously want. But I really believed in the law of attraction and over time I understood that the law of attraction is always at work. And I actually manifested my surroundings by having manifestation blocks, as I like to call them. You can also call them beliefs, limiting beliefs. So, for example, I had the believe that I am not smart enough, that money is hard to earn, that I don't have enough, that I need a strong man who takes care of me. And these blocks let... Me to have a life that I again consciously didn't want to have, but once I was able to discover these blocks and remove these blocks, I was able to create a life that I really enjoy now. Where I have, where I live, an abundant lifestyle, where I am financially independent, where I live, and just positive emotions of love, joy, happiness of the majority of the time.
0: For the listeners that don't really know a lot about the law of attraction, it's very simply that like attracts like, and it's on an energetic or vibrational level. So like
1: energy attracts like energy. So if you live in low vibration energy, such as desperation, fear, Those were emotions that I lived in. You will attract more desperation and more fear into your life. But when you are able to shift to live in um, emotions such as love, joy, happiness, abundance, so higher frequency emotions, you will be able to attract back energies like that. So, for example, if you want to attract more abundance into your life, you need to send out the frequency of abundance the energy of abundance and one way of doing that is for example to look at your life and see what area makes you feel really unabundant or not abundant for me for example this is a very like silly example but it was I really love blueberries, but I never bought them because I thought they're too expensive, and I rather buy other fruit that is cheaper. But that really made me feel not abundant, so I decided to change that up uh, to buy these blueberries, and it was something that brought the feeling of abundance into my life. Now that can be very different for everyone. So for someone, maybe it's wearing a nice perfume or taking yourself out to dinner once in a while, or treating yourself with a nice piece of chocolate, or going into the nature and experiencing the abundance of nature consciously, maybe that's something that will bring the feeling of abundance into your life. Um, so yeah, these are just a few examples how everyone can cultivate the feeling of abundance in their lives and by doing that, by creating that energy, attract the energy of abundance into their lives.
0: The words that we use have vibration. They have a, an important role to play in what we manifest in our life. And as you were talking, and I was thinking of that word cheaper that, that you had said, and I thought, ah, oh, you know, I don't know if I like that word, right? Because of the vibration of it. but. It's really how you interpret that word because you might go to the store and find something that's like really low cost. Maybe it's on sale or for some odd reason, it's a a really low cost and it's technically cheaper and that could make you feel wealthy and abundant because you've kind of scored this deal at the store or it can kind of squelch your energy because you're feeling like you're not abundant so that you buy something less expensive same word but two very different energies
1: absolutely so two people can look at the same thing and have very different interpretation and using words are very powerful and as you said, you can label something as cheap or you can label it as I'm so smart, I just made a great deal, right? Yeah, so also looking at things that you have in your life in a different light, in a different way and using different words will definitely help you to manifest more into your life. Another great example is the word co-creation. So, a lot of people who get started with a lot of traction, as I did, I thought I just need to visualize and lean back and don't need to do anything. But actually, we co create with the universe. So, we cannot expect the universe or God or our higher self, whatever you may call that energy, to do 100% of the work. We need to meet the universe halfway. Or because we co-create this world together.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do. So do you have any more tips for the listeners who might want to create more abundance in their life, whether that is financial abundance or abundance of love, joy, happiness, peace, whatever their goal is?
1: Yeah, sure. So Another way that I love to manifest is by connecting to the higher power to the higher energy and let myself feel it to feel where do I have blocks? where does it do I feel these blocks? Maybe if I think about not being abundant, do I feel it in my stomach or in my heart or in my head and just consciously connecting to the higher power and letting that light work through your body. And at the same time, I love to ask open questions such as, what would it take for me to feel more abundance? What would it take for me to love myself more? So whatever that is, you can insert it. And what these questions do, are they will really help you to open your subconscious mind to new possibilities. They open you up to receive higher energies, different answers or opportunities in your life that before you were not able to perceive or to receive. Because many people are very close-minded. We focus on things that we don't have. We focus on lack. On not being abundant, or we focus on the fear and we focus on not knowing how to do something. But once you shift that, and once you start to ask questions like, What would it take for me to be more abundant? you will start to attract more abundance into your life and you will receive answers to these questions.
0: Quite often, a lot of people don't actually recognize how close-minded or how negative they are, whether in energy or words or emotions. So how can people start to become more conscious of their own energy and what kind of signals they are putting out?
1: So sitting in meditation and feeling into your body, feeling into your energy field. You become more conscious by doing breath work, by doing meditation. That will help you to see where you maybe have some issues that you need to resolve. Or another great way that I love is journaling. Because journaling helps you to just put thoughts on paper to get more clarity and to sometimes just get something out that feels stuck. And once, it, once it's out, your energy flows just more easily. So
0: it's really about being conscious about those little signals that your, your body give you. What I tell my clients is that if they feel heaviness or pressure or their breathing is constricted, And quite often they don't actually realize that until we do a little bit of change work. And then and then when they compare and they're lighter and they have more space inside, they breathe deeper, they're peaceful on the inside, then they can tell how much you know stress or baggage they were carrying. So it is an adventure for anyone who wants to apply these principles it's not like you say simply doing a vision board and thinking there's some awareness and some action as you said that the universe will then give us opportunities and it's up to us whether we take them or not when people have stuck beliefs is awareness enough
1: Awareness is where it starts because you first need to get aware of things. Change very often won't happen overnight, but it's the many little things that you do. Change always comes with many little steps in the right direction, but each step really counts. And it's the journey as well that we need to look at and, and be aware of and enjoy
0: it's a really good point, B, that once you start applying the law of attraction, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is completely smooth sailing.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's something that so many people get wrong. Or I did. I thought everything is going to be great. I will never have any issues coming up ever again. But it's, it doesn't work like that. And it's okay. And if you accept that, then it's gonna be way easier for you just to enjoy the
0: ride. Because our unconscious mind is like so huge and holds all these memories of the past and, and beliefs, it may take a while to kind of shift things in the unconscious. And because the law of attraction works 24/7, it's not just about sitting there for, you know, 10 minutes of meditation and thinking that's necessarily enough to shift everything. Really like paying attention to the body because I think that in the moment, in the moment we can tell if we start tuning in, we can tell if something feels icky or heavy, or if something feels really good. What do you say to people who maybe have a job that they don't like, or they're in a relationship they don't like, how can they start shifting the energy when what's in their environment is uncomfortable for them?
1: So I say look at patterns in your life. Do you always end up in jobs that you don't like? Do you always end up having a boss that you don't like, that you don't get along with? Or do you always end up in a relationship that you don't enjoy? And what is the underlying pattern and what is the belief that leads you there? So what is the belief that you need to work on um, and to, to really break through that belief, that block to, to change your life?
0: And in the meantime, it probably wouldn't hurt to spend some time doing things that you love just to get that vibe up.
1: Yeah, working on on your vibration and raising your vibration is so important. And yeah, maybe you are right now in a job that you really do not enjoy. Maybe you can find something that you still enjoy about the job or that you can enjoy outside the job. For example, if you have a commute, how can you make use of that time. Maybe you can listen to inspirational audiobooks, or you can watch videos. So how can you integrate a bit of joy into your life? Maybe in the lunch break, you can sit out in the sun, have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. So really, again, these little steps bringing little islands of enjoyment into your daily life will help you to raise your vibration?
0: You know, when I look back on my life, B, and I think about some of the jobs I had where I wasn't particularly happy, a lot of it had to do with how I was thinking about that job. The, The job itself wasn't particularly awful. There wasn't particularly awful people that I worked with. But there was, I guess, a very narrow perspective that I held I guess my question to you would be, how do we know when something is in our life because we've created it with our thinking and it's probably not as bad as we think it is, but because we're thinking in a very fixed way about it, we can't see any other possibilities. And how do we know when it's actually for our own growth and evolution
1: if you don't like something it's probably for your growth at least in my experience it was even when i was in an abusive relationship it was for my own growth even though of course i did not enjoy it when i Looked at my life, and what when I oriented myself into growing from that situation, I asked myself, What can I learn from this? So instead of um, going into victim modes, I really asked myself, What positive things can I take out of the situation? What can I learn from the situation? How can I get out of there? And when I got out of it how can I look at it to to learn and grow from it instead of feeling down and you can also do that with with a job that you do not particularly enjoy um, you can still look at it and ask yourself what can I learn from this so what is the positive thing about it you can still find so many things if, even if you do not enjoy it that you, that you can learn from, that uh, can be positive for you. So really shifting your focus from the victim mentality to, to growth mindset where you look at the positive, where you look at the opportunities will help you to deal and overcome with situations
0: like that. So you mentioned victim consciousness as being one of the major blocks. What other major blocks do you think are out there?
1: So in in my clients, I find very often that they have blocks such as I am not enough. It's a very underlying or main block that almost all of us have that we are not enough in some area may it be i'm not in smart enough to do something or i'm not good enough to be loved so i'm not enough is definitely the root cause of a lot of blocks.
0: so that i'm not enough it can show up as poor self-confidence and it can show up as envy or jealousy and I agree that that is definitely one of the major blocks. Blame is also, it ties in with victimhood, but it's it's a huge block to manifesting because you've given your power away and you're not taking responsibility. And if you don't have responsibility, then how will you ever change your life?
1: Yes, exactly. That's something that I did. I was finger pointing to other people, so I thought my boss is bad, or my boyfriend is bad, or, or so everybody was bad, just not me, right? But if you do that, you cannot really look at yourself, and you will not be able to to even discover your blocks. And if you don't discover them, then you will definitely not be able to remove them. So blaming, the blame game, is one of the worst things that you can do to yourself. I have shifted my mindset. I never, whatever happens, I never say it was someone else's fault. They have their own faults. But I always look at myself and ask myself, how could I have acted differently differently? And that helps me to take power back into my own hands.
0: As we've been talking today, there's that part of keeping your focus on what it is you're wanting to create and keeping your vibration up. But there's also that part of recognizing where you have limitations or negative thinking. and. If you're always looking at the negative, trying to clear it, you're actually focused on the negative. If you're always looking at the positive towards manifestation, then the foundation of your beliefs never gets cleared. So it's a little bit of a dance between the two of them is what I'm gathering from our conversation today.
1: Yeah, life is a dance, right? It's always between... and negative and um, yeah the thing is when you have negative experiences and ask yourself how can I look at it in a positive way or what are the positive things about it, you still take the negative part and turn it around into something positive and that's where I see where where the dance is, it's the same with fear. Fear is, is actually a good thing, right? It is there to protect us. But we just need to make the decision. Is it something of course life threatening and fear tells you not to do it and it's totally true. Or is it something that you where you need to take the fear and dance with it and just overcome it and do it anyway.
0: Sylvie, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today before we wrap up?
1: I'd like to share something that everyone can do at home now that we have time, which is show money some love. You have time to sit down and nurture that relationship because we nurture the relationship with our friends and family, but very often we neglect the relationship with money. So take once a week or once a month and show money some love by maybe sorting out through your wallet or setting up a savings account or merging different credit cards accounts. So make use of the time that you have now at home and yeah, nurture that relationship.
0: That's wonderful, B. Would you like to share your contact information with us?
1: Sure. So my website is ManifestingSquad.com and I'm also on all social media channels. I have a Facebook group called Manifesting Squad that you can join for free on YouTube, Pinterest and Instagram also under Manifesting Squad.
0: We'll make sure we put all the links in the show notes. Well, Bee, this whole thing fits in really well with my Master Your Money Mind course. I'm going to pop the link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You'll find us on YouTube, on iTunes, Anchor.fm, and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and consider supporting us through donations to help us bring you more interesting guests with interesting perspectives. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now.